Hello and welcome to our very first episode of IndieQ. My name is Bradley Hicks. I'm his brother Paul. He's my brother. And we're really excited to start this podcast. Here is the premise. You have your cue of your next games that you would like to play. But you don't have any time to figure out what games you want to play. I, I would add, this is true. I have and no that's time. what we're here for. <laughs> we are going to lay out the games that we've played in order from one all the way down to, you know, four million after we get through all four million indie games that are currently on the Nintendo Switch and other <laughs> platforms. Um, so that you don't have to mine through all of the garbage. You can start at the top of the list. Uh, and come join us. Uh, this is going to be a lot more helpful for you after, you know, we have more than one game in our queue. But uh, we're going to start with one. So uh, no matter whether this is the best game or worst game we've ever played in our entire lives, at the end of the day, this game is going to be ranked number one it, on the queue. It will be the best game. And by far the worst game on the queue. That's true. So if you are joining us right here at the beginning, you have one game that you're going to be playing, and that game is? Celeste. Celeste. This is a 2D platformer game. It's uh, pretty well known which, with the main premise of you are walking through each screen of the game where you have to get through it without dying. Yep. The goal is to climb Celeste Mountain. Um, and so once you clear a screen, you can die as many times as you want. Trying to clear it is not going to penalize you. Um, and then once you clear it, you have cleared that stage and you keep going until uh, each of the, the seven main levels are completed. Yeah. So, uh, so your, first, your first impressions of the game, what are your, kind of your, your thoughts about Celeste? I remember seeing videos of it prior to playing it and uh, not really meshing with the, uh, the art style, with the, the pixel art style. Um, it was kind of jarring seeing like uh, art which is in the game of like the really uh, pretty cartoon art and then just the very basic uh, pixel art style of the game, which definitely has grown on me. But I remember uh, it taking a second, especially if you're not really in the indie game scene, getting used to that fact that a lot of indie games use pixel art just because it's so much easier for small teams to make a, a good game. Uh, so that was probably my first thought. Do you have a recollection of your initial uh, thoughts on the game? It's interesting that you say that about the pixel art because I don't know what about uh, what about it is what it is about it, but I really love that style. I don't know why. Most games that have that style, at least the ones that I played in the in my my recent memory, I've all I've loved the, that style. Just the way it looks, I really like how simple it is and. The fact is a lot of games that try to go beyond that fail a lot in their execution of like it's, what the game looks it's like. It's weird because it's using a data technology, but because of that, all of the games seem timeless um, in that art style. Uh, whereas you go through a lot of uh, you know PlayStation 2 era games that are trying to be on the cutting edge of, edge of technology at the time. When you play them now, it's like these visuals do not hold up because our current systems are so much more capable. Um, but I feel like that, the, I mean, I, I feel like it's got a resurgence as the indie pixel art style. It's no yeah. longer the uh, 8-bit or 16-bit generations of consoles style. It is the indie style of game. I feel like Celeste is definitely one of the games that has cemented that uh, style mm -hmm. with the quality of indie games that have come out. 
Yeah, that makes. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, just the way that the indie games have come about. Anyways, let's talk about the mechanics a little bit of the game. We did. We talked about the fact that it's a two D platformer. So if you're like, what the heck, the two D platformer? Think of Mario running across the screen, um, getting to the end. Um, but in Celeste, there's your classic jumps and run and move. But you are also you also have a mechanic which is called the dash. Um, and so it's, it's essentially like a second jump that you could use in any direction. Um, also, you have the climb, which is where you can hold on to the edge uh, of uh, platforms and climb up or down at a slow pace. But that has a stamina bar, which is not, I don't think it's actually seen. It's in the, I mean, uh, I have seen people mod it so you can actually see your stamina in the code. Um, but... Uh, I think that's a fun mechanic where you don't have to have the perfect jump. You can still just kind of grab or climb around. There's a lot of different ways. They've built a lot of things into the game to allow you uh, to get through each level in many different ways. They probably had an intended path, but the way that it's built, especially in the early levels, there's lots of different ways that you could get through a a specific level. Um, As the game progresses, you are presented with a few more things that few different mechanics, but really the core of the game is your dashing and or your jumping and your dashing. Yes. Um, they have those climbs. Then there's other little items that you can get throughout the throughout the game um, that will allow you to do different things. Of the extra items, do you have one that is like stands out as like your favorite or least favorite, just visceral feeling. <laughs> I love the little like. Uh, block guys like the one that you smash. Yeah, you like you like dash into them and then they like charge in the direction that you smashed or you dashed into them. <laughs> I don't know why, but they're so funny. I, I was playing this game and my wife was in the room and I would just be like, and she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> my but, favorite, like, I guess you could almost view them. Some of them is like almost like Mario power ups that are very short term. The one I like the best is that is that the the feather. Uh, you get into it, and you basically turn into a piece of the wind that you're dodging. And the level that those are in are based a lot around, like, different spikes and thorns. Um, and if you crash into them, uh, you you die and have to start the screen over. Um, but when you just chain a bunch of the feathers together, and you're just perfectly... Uh, rounding corners. It's very a very loopy. Uh, yeah, you know, it's very free level. flowing. Yes, it. You just get into a state of like you just feel awesome that you're just a lot. A lot of the level can, is not like a let's be very cautious and make very precise uh, movements. Stop, analyze. It's very much like I'm in a flow state. I just got to keep going. And if you make a wrong decision, you start over. So by the time you finish the level, it's literally the whole screen of just like you just have perfect movement through the whole thing in order to finish mm-hmm. it. And that feels really rewarding at the end of it. Yeah. And the way that the game is set up is there are different what they're called chapters uh, in the game. And each chapter, they, they kind of introduce a new little gimmick, whether it's a jumping into a this little like pool that shoots you out in whatever direction you're holding or the the feather um or the little there's like the the guy that i was talking i'm sure it has a name the little guy that you smash into and then go i I need to look it up that's just interesting i'm gonna call him a smash block the smash block but anyways so there's the mechanics of the game you were gonna say something 
Uh, I, I was going to transition into the narrative of the game, uh, mm -hmm. unless you had something else you were going to. That's mention. what I wanted to do too. Okay. Um, so, I find this is very unique. Um, this game, uh, its main premise uh, circles around um, mental health and the struggles uh, of dealing with uh, strong emotions, depression, anxiety, um, which doesn't seem like it would be fun in a game, but I feel like it did the story very tactfully. Mm -hmm. um, and really uh, did a good job exploring. Uh, it's deep enough where it's like it's taken seriously, but I also feel like it's it's vague enough that you can put any struggles, whether you have big struggles, little struggles, uh, you know someone dealing with it, uh, gives a better understanding of what that could be like for different people. Uh, yeah. You can superimpose this this insurmountable challenge of mental health and that juxtaposes with the gameplay really well of like some levels just seem impossible to do <laughs> until yeah. you break it down bit by bit and you find out that you can do it and i feel like that mirrors the, the message of the game yeah of like you can overcome mental health struggles it's not going to be easy it's going to be incremental but it can be done i think that's really uh well done the melding of the narrative structure with the gameplay, I feel like is one of the best of any game I've played. I, I think I agree. Where it even though you're playing as this little retro looking character, um, you can feel that her emotions really, really well. Um and even a lot of the specific gameplay, yeah, is like connected to what's happening in the storyline where she's like in the in the story or in the game she finds her like her inner self who is like tormenting her this like piece of her inside of her that's talking to her and saying negative things about her and she's like running away from it then she like is trying to she, first she tries to run away from it and and not even interact with it at all but then later on she starts to realize that like she needs to accept this aspect of her and work through it rather than run away from it um but then like the mechanics of the game where she is running away from this mirror self of her the inner self but then later on they their powers combined and she's able to do more things um yeah i, I think it's really interesting uh I, the game celeste is about celeste mountain and i feel like in in typical you know first grade fashion to draw a mountain is just a triangle and i feel like the structure of the game fits like it's going up hits a climactic moment and then the downslope mirrors the upslope. So like our our start and our end is simply about the climb. Mm. And then you have the realization of the uh, inner self and the reconciliation of the inner self in chapters two and chapter six. Uh, and then you have there's two mirrored struggles in chapters three and chapters four. And then chapter five is the pivotal climax of uh, dealing with all of the, the crap. And so I think... See, it's I, a, I, did you see that somewhere? I, I watched a YouTube video. <laughs> that is not an original idea. I was like, but, man, that is incredible. <laughs> You're so observant. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what video I saw on it, but I was just like, that resonates really well. Um, yeah. I, I love... I, I'm not observant enough to pick that stuff up, but there's been numerous stories where that odd uh, stylistic, I, I know it has a name, uh, I can't think of what it is, is used, and it like, 
upon replay after a reread or a rewatch of stories with that, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is brilliant. I didn't catch on to it. I love that there are you're able to interact with other people who can shed stuff like that as a community and and share more uh, literary critiques of stuff. Yeah, something I, I didn't ever even heard of that. So I'll have to play through it again to just even see that. Um, so I'll ask, I'll ask this: Your first time? Did you? How many times did you get a chance to play this game? Did you play through it just once, or what is your? Um, I played this game on Steam uh, a number of years ago. I played through it. Uh, did it, I should clarify, there is the base seven levels of climbing Celeste Mountain. Correct. Um, in each level, there are multiple collectibles. The first and most common are simple strawberries. And I, I love that there's a collectible in this game. And it's very, very clear from the get-go that, hey, strawberries do absolutely nothing. You do not need to get any of them. They're just a fun bonus challenge that you want to do. You can do it. So there's no like thinking, oh, I'm going to miss out on game if I don't get strawberries. But I don't know about you. I am so, I see a strawberry, I have to have it. Yeah. Uh, and so I, it's a very fun like gamery thing. But it's also, I feel like it's very fair and right off the bat letting you know that, hey, like have fun with this. But don't beat yourself up or right. like not finish the game <laughs> because you can't get all of these strawberries. And some of them aren't like super obvious either. And those ones I'm more okay with. I mean, once you finish the level, you can see which strawberry, like how many strawberries you got, where-ish in the levels they are. Right. Uh, some of them you're like, oh, I remember I just couldn't get that one, so I finished. But some of them are like, you need to find secret passage yep. to get. Uh, those ones don't mean as much to me. Sometimes it's fun to stumble upon them. But I, I've never been a completionist in gaming. So Yeah. Uh, a secondary thing in levels you can find are the B-side uh, cassettes. cassettes. So... We were alive at the very, 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 very tail end of cassettes. Like, we had a couple in our house. My yeah. mom had a cassette player. But, like, we never, like, I never, I've never bought a cassette. I've never bought a cassette. So, I feel like a lot of people our age and younger could be confused in that, you know, where you... To me, it looks more like a VHS. It does. Because we had VHS before the DVDs came around. But, but anyway, cassettes, music, yeah. uh, you flip it over to the... Other side to, to play, you know, you could have Another. a second side of uh, the recording. Back record players, they'd be the top and the bottom side of records. Cassettes carried that on. CDs just decided to screw that over. And MP, MP3 said, nope. But anyway, <laughs> B-Sides takes the same thematics of the level and just ramps them up to 10. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the base levels... You can make mistakes. There's lots of times to to rest and get your bearings. You get to the next screen. The screens are a lot shorter in the, the normal version. Yes. Besides, the screens carry on for much longer. And it's basically like you need to be nearly perfect to make it through the level. Which is way harder, but way more rewarding when you finish So, so you did you so make it through? I beat... Celeste the first time through, and I beat a number of the uh, the B-sides. I didn't find all of the B-sides. The B-sides are typically hidden. Yeah. Uh, not like, they're not like, all of, a lot of them, some of them are really easy to find. And some of the later ones are harder to the point like, yeah. I needed to look them up on a guide because I wasn't going to spend my yeah. whole day poking along every pixel of a, of a screen. Um, and then my, my first playthrough, I also, uh, there's a eighth level where if you beat four B-sides, you can unlock it. 
It's called the core. And I do not think I finished that. I made it kind of far. I remember okay. there being like the level changing from like lava to ice. And I'm pretty sure that's in the core level. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I ever finished the core. Okay. So my experience, my first time playing, well, I immediately got super hooked on the game. And in the same way with the strawberries, just wanting to get the strawberries. Um, and when I finished, when I got to the summit, I in, like going into the core, like in doing the B sides. I I ended up doing all of the B sides, finished all of the B sides, um, finished the core. And so at this point, I'm like, you don't really need to get the collectibles. I don't even think I realized at this point. But after I beat the core, I, there's this pillar where um, it like is filling up all the different things that you have put in so far, and it's blocked you can't even go into the into the, the the final area until you have beat all of the b-sides and you have to beat all of what is called the c-sides and so beyond in the the you need to also unlock all the c-side levels and then if from the normal level Are to the c-side uh, uh collected in b-side levels to be honest, I don't remember because I only I only went through the B and C sides when I originally played the game, um, but I think you do have to. I don't know if you have to unlock it in the B sides, but the C sides is another like doubling of the intensity of the, how difficult each level is. Um, and so you were saying like you need to be almost nearly perfect in the B sides. It's like C the C sides is, is like no room for error and it's long it's they're nice they're really really long and but again it's even more it feels even more rewarding when you have finished the seaside so i beat all of the seasides for all all the levels and then went back to the final area uh which is called farewell and it is mind-boggling they like it, there's there are there's like tech in the game that you don't even know about that they introduce in the farewell level where it's like you like dash into the ground jump so you're like moving way faster so you can actually span more more area and stuff like that but you need to have that tech in order for you to even finish the farewell which is built in at the beginning of the game right but you don't know how to, to do it now there's a couple of b-side levels that teach you how to do some different uh combining of the uh move set that you didn't realize were possible and if you watch top tier players like speedrunners, like the movement that they can achieve is ridiculous. It is. It is I've actually watched like tasses of this game, and it is like unreal how fast. And even like the best speedrunners can do it in like less than twenty minutes. I think I don't. I need to look up the the, the exact time. But the second time I played it, when we were playing it again for this uh, this podcast. I was more focused on trying to beat it as fast as I could. And so I originally played Celeste, and then I actually played it maybe like a year ago when I was like, I wonder how fast it's going to, how long it will take me to get through it. And I did it. I don't remember what the time was. But before we were recording this episode, I played through probably like five times and just try to do it as fast as I could and try to get better at each level. Um, and I ended up doing it in an hour and 20 minutes. My best, my best time was an hour and 16 minutes. Which I'm pretty proud of. Like, I feel like I was pretty fast. And then I, like, looked up the world record times. And I was like, what the heck? How do you cut off a whole hour? It's like, I know I died a number of times. But, like, then I watched the speedrun. And it is unreal. So I never got into that my second time for this. I just played through the, the base game and beat, I think I beat five out of the seven B-sides. Um, 
which is still a a challenge. B-sides and C-sides, I never touched a C-side, but I can only imagine because the B-sides can be very frustrating. Um, what, what about frustration? Do you, did you feel a lot of frustration while playing this game or not, not so much? Um, B-sides, yes. Um, not an insurmountable amount and not to amount that uh, turned me off from the game. But there are a couple nights where I did not intend to stay up nearly as late <laughs> as I did. Just because it's like, I know I can do this. Right. Like, but I'm not hitting the run quite right. Yep. So you just get in this flow state of like, I don't know, this stubborn, like, I am going to conquer this. And I'm not going to set the game down until it's done. Uh, and then you, you beat one and you're like, uh, let's just see how if I can do the next screen and maybe you finish two or three screens and then you get stuck on another screen you're like I cannot let this game beat me <laughs> uh, and so uh, it's a it's frustrating and it's frustrating to stop without completing it but if you have the time and the just the ability to persevere which like I said I feel like it fits the uh, narrative of the game extremely well mm -hmm. of like if you are willing to just put in effort and not give up you are going to achieve uh the goal of finishing yeah i mean each time that you die in a level i think it even says this in the game like don't like be a be ashamed of your death count like that's a every time you die you learn something which is actually pretty true in the game because probably each time that you die you're like learning the different way that you want to do it the next time. And it doesn't really punish you. This is true, but some of the longer levels, I, I feel like you could master the first, you know, two-thirds of the level and be screwing up at the very, you know, last third of the level. And then after getting frustrated enough, you start finding that you can't even make it past the first third of the level because you keep making some little mistake because your head is thinking about how to That's get true. to that hard part at the end that you still haven't quite figured out. And then you're getting frustrated to the fact of like, I have beaten this part of the level 45 times. <laughs> I know that I can get past this. This end part's the hard part, and I'm not even getting to try that end part. Um, and so that can mess with you sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know if you even knew that this was a mechanic in the game, but I don't know when it appears. But there is strawberries at the very beginning of levels that if you collect them you won't reset in the screen that you're at. You will reset all the way back to the very beginning of the level. And so it's essentially like you need to do the entire level deathless. Um, did you even know that was in the I game? did not know. Okay, so I don't know if, if it comes in after you collect all the strawberries, because I collected all the strawberries, or if it just, like when you go back at a certain point after beating a certain part of the game. But the, I was to that point where I was going back to the first level and trying to get through the whole first level without dying. And I was able to get through the first two levels without dying. But... I was, this is going to go into my my next question, but what do you have a specific level that you like hated the most, or you maybe not hated, but you you didn't like it, or you didn't want to be there? There is a level where your friend is trapped in a crystal, mm -hmm. and there are these little eye demons that chase you around, <laughs> and you have to carry him while jumping on springs and throwing him over spikes while not getting rammed by these little monsters. And I remember that just being so frustrating of, like, your throw wouldn't land where you wanted it to. Or, like, you're making things super complicated and it's literally just like, oh, if you just drop them right here, the rest of the level is super easy. But you tried to carry them. Or you're 
didn't realize that you can still wall jump while you're carrying a guy on your head. You can wall jump with him? I, I'm pretty I sure don't you can. I ever did that once. <laughs> uh, so that level is... That's probably my least favorite level. My, I don't know why, but I do not like the hotel level at all. The little, like... The little red guys. The little that guys that zip back, and, back forth. and forth and up and yeah. down. Well, I think part of that also was... That's the... I think it's the third chapter in the game. It is. And... I had beat the first two levels without dying. Like, I could learn it. But it was just like, there's no way in a million years that I'm going to get through the third level without dying. Um, And the when I was going through my, uh, like, running speed running it myself, I can look at, like, how many deaths are in each level. And, like, level three is, like, almost as many deaths as the last, like, the last level where it's, like, so much longer. And it's just like, wow, I really am not that good at the hotel level. Okay, speaking of that, what are your thoughts on the final level, the summit? I like, well, so I love being able to do the double dash, which you get right before you get to the summit level. Yes. That just feels so good. And then, uh, I don't know, I actually really like the summit level. The summit level is really unique in that it, it, it story-wise, it almost feels like you didn't actually climb the mountain at all in the first six levels. Mm-hmm. That is all the emotional climbing. And then, in my mind, the seventh level is the actual entire climb of the mountain. Uh, and it goes through aspects from levels one through six. So there's yes. a segment of level seven that's just like level one, like two, like three. Yeah. Um, and then you get to the end of that area, and then you are you have to get get over this final challenge, which is in each level the hardest part of not each level, hard, but each hard each screen. each the hardest screen of each like theme. Um, and then your inner self like throws you up into the next area. Yes. So I, I would say that that is the most satisfying gameplay level to me. I think yeah. a little bit because of the double jump and a little bit because you get a taste of all of these mechanics and challenges that you have built a right. strength up for the entire game. And you finally get to utilize all of them in a short span of time. Yeah. I yeah I if it's not obvious I really love this game it's such a fun game for me to play um, and even the part of the reason we why we wanted to put it here at the beginning of of the queue this show it is number one in the queue but I feel like this is a game that has it's going to have legs for some time to be at the very top of our queue um, so well I'll ask you what is your like personal like feel just like overall thoughts on this game. Um, I think it's very well constructed. I enjoy the story. I feel like the, all the extra content gets to a point where I lose interest in the straight mechanics of the game. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a strict platformer. Yes. There's nothing more to it. You, I mean, especially once you, you master the powers, it's then just becomes... A lot of the later stuff is like, let's get pixel perfect accuracy. Not quite, but seemingly close to pixel perfect accuracy. Mm. Um, or exploring to the point of annoyance of like, okay, let's find this secret wall that has this hidden strawberry that I don't even really need to collect. Or <laughs> uh, To me, it got to the point where I just started looking up where like the B-sides, B-sides were. were at. I, I didn't want to natively find them in levels. That, that appeal lost itself to me. And then, while it feels rewarding to beat 
a lot of them. I am a very narrative field driven mm. gamer. Um, and once that there's no more narrative pull, it's just strict challenge levels. Uh, it doesn't hold my attention long enough where if I start to wane, you know, if I don't play it for a day, I don't mm. feel the need to go back to it. That's fair. Um, there's a lot of, it, it needs momentum. Yeah, there's yeah. the momentum is lost for me, and it's just a lot of tedium on to can re- you beat this really hard thing, and you haven't practiced it in a hot minute. And if you stop practicing it, you lose. And it just takes a while to get back in the swing of things. Right. Um, it's definitely a great game. Um, it just didn't. It doesn't hold my attention for as long as it would need to for me to finish it all mm. of it. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. And I don't think that getting to the summit is is a an area that's like unattainable. I think almost anybody can get to the summit. Um, but not anybody can finish the B sides. Oh yeah, and then getting getting through the that final chapter nine, which is called farewell, is well, it kind of it strips you of your ability to regain your dashes when you touch the ground, and so there's all kinds. They they, they really stretch the mechanics. I feel like they did a great job in creating this game where they stretch this singular mechanic to such lengths. Um, I'm sure that there are other things that they could do in order to like add to it, but they really have stretched this the very simple mechanic, the jump dash, to its like extent. For sure, and it definitely feels so smooth and refined while you're doing it. it, it it's a beautiful game. It, and it feels so good to be in it. The feel is amazing. Whereas when you play other indie platformers, n- most of them just can't even compare. Mm-hmm. We're just like, man, this just doesn't. Like it feels good to jump. It's, it feels good. It's to dash. really, really tight. I would say, um, some some people would call like certain games like floaty. That you're like, this game I would not say you're floaty at all. It's really, really tight. When you're when you move your control stick, it reacts. Even as you're like falling, you can, or as you're in the middle of your jump, you can uh, it feels, reposition it feels your fair. stuff. It, it's, it, it does what you want it to do. There's yes. no like I didn't mean to do that. But, when you messed up, it's like you know some games are like oh. The game screwed me. That's not what I did. Yeah. I feel like when you mess up, you're like, not, that's, that's what I did. It's not what I wanted to do necessarily, yeah. but those are the inputs I put in. Th- this so game. I think it definitely deserves a spot high on any queue. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be a number one on our queue, and we'll see how long it's going to last. One last thing I wanted to say, even like, I feel like if you haven't played this game yet and you have a plethora of different controllers that you could choose from, the one time that I felt like the game was unfair is because I was using the Pro Controller on Switch, um, which is has a rounded edge on the analog stick. I I felt like I was pushing like upright because it has you can dash in eight any any of eight directions, so upright, but it would dash me straight right. Um, if the controller was slightly off in my hand. Where if you had an octagon. If I had an octagon. I feel like that would be the ideal way to play this game, which was with a controller that had an octagon in the analog I played stick. it with a PlayStation 4 controller, which is round, I believe. Yeah. And then a Joy-Con, where I feel like a GameCube controller... Uh, GameCube's have octagons, right? Yeah, at GameCube's do. And uh, I feel like that would be the sweet spot. 
Well, I don't know if we have any more to add other than where are we going to rank it in our queue? Well, it's number one for me. <laughs> I think I'd have to agree with you with you there. Um, obviously, next week is going to be an interesting... Now we can actually compare it to something else, but right now we have nothing to compare it to. So I'd say Celeste is clearly in our, clearly in our number one spot. So this is your challenge. Now you get to go out and play Celeste for a week before you come back next week. <laughs> and find out what we're playing next week. Okay, have a great one. Thanks for listening. Bye.